everybody just wanted to give you a heads up. We, uh, of course, went a little long on our discussion of Batman versus Superman. So this is part one of our Batman versus Superman discussion, and part two will be released sometime early next week. So enjoy the episode, and if it ends abruptly, it's because we split it that way. All right, uh, enjoy the episode, and have a good weekend. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 9 of the General Well, guys, uh, hey, that's been a great episode, and uh, thanks for listening, and we'll Bye. see you next time. I'm see ya. See ya. Welcome to episode 9 of the General... <laughs> <laughs> the okay. general Moberlord. The general, the general uh, insurance commercial uh, podcast. Oh, I'm boy. Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. And uh, our sponsor today is the General. Uh, for a great low rate, you can go online, go to the General, and save some time, everybody. Oh, I don't even know if we're allowed to, to promote that. <laughs> so if we don't have an episode after this, it's because we just got sued into the ground by the General. And um, his penguin. And his penguin. His trademark penguin. Uh, hey guys, what's going on? Not a whole heck of a lot. Well, Robert, well, yeah. <laughs> let's just get serious here for a little bit, and, uh... Well, guys, uh, we are all gathered here without Danny, because, uh, we kicked him out because he really likes this movie. He died from happiness he after seeing... after... So we all went and saw Batman vs. Superman, The Dawn of Justice, uh... Danny really liked the movie, so we kind of beat him up. Did he really like it, or did he just think it was okay? Or was he just saying that? His so initial we reaction after leaving the theater was that he liked it. So yeah, we were all we left the movie, and this is just going to be a brief story because I'm sure this is enthralling to all of us. We all walked out holding hands, um, but holding each other's hands really tightly because we're all so mad at the movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. and white Dan- knuckled. Yeah, white knuckling. But Danny was like skipping down the street, like singing about the movie. Rainbows were coming out of his sneakers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, we were all kind of complaining about the movie as we were leaving, and Danny was just kind of sitting there, I think, like, nodding his head, and then at the end just kind of went, well, I liked it, so yeah. I I don't know if that was him genuinely liking the movie, or just he had a more positive experience than we did. He's a real contrarian. Yeah. I feel like he, he definitely had a hell of a lot less baggage going into it, yeah. so there really wasn't as much at stake for sure. him in that film. But before we get into that, we wanted to quickly talk about what premiered last night. Um, the Doctor Strange trailer. Yes, also known as Strangeception. Oh, oh hot take. Here hey, we go. Hey, this hey, is man. another one of Max's hot takes, everybody. Hot take, number one. <laughs> I don't Count them. <laughs> yeah, here goes. Number <laughs> one. Another one. Number yeah. one. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It looked what like did... Inception. They had the upside down. I, you can't put it out, put this trailer out after Inception and not have that. Well, it's a shame that, like, it's a it's a stunning visual, but it also felt like one-upping Inception. Like, oh, you think... A room going half, upside down is interesting? What if, like, four cities were what, flying yeah. around? Like, okay. Yeah. I'm, which is fine, and, like... It... They should have had, like, a, you know, like, in trailer... Like in trailer commercials, they always have like react like sometimes with horror movies they have like reaction shots of people. Oh, the, they should have had like a reaction shot of Joseph Gordon-Levitt going, "Holy shit!" <laughs> <laughs> I thought my hallway going upside down was Christopher great. Nolan's glass lenses flying out of his glasses. I don't even know if he wears glasses, yeah. but he probably got some wow. just to see the trailer. Yeah. 
Um, no, I mean, but I mean, what did you feel about it generally, other than good. the connections? Really good. Yeah, no, I think I, it's it's interesting to hear Benedict Cumberbatch in with an American accent. That was pretty bizarre. That's what I was wondering they were going to do because I I think people in the like in the comics he's either an American guy or slightly Hispanic. Hmm. And so to to hire a British actor to play him, I was wondering what are they going to do with his accent? I guess I didn't know what what kind of accent he had in the comics, but I guess in some of the media I've seen him in, he's always had a sort of you know what actually maybe I'm thinking of Doctor Fate. Sorry, wrong magic guy. <laughs> he had this uh, helmet well, on. Well, and... no, I always assumed he had sort of a kind of a, an exotic tinge mm-hmm. to his mm-hmm. voice, but not yeah. like you couldn't place it. Like oh, yeah. it sounds like he's a world just a world traveler. Right. Perhaps it makes sense that someone who not only goes around the planet, but other planes might have picked up some sure. affectation or something. Yeah. But maybe maybe he'll become British through the whole series. <laughs> oh. after I don't think so. I just kind of assumed because I hadn't seen it. But uh, it's interesting. It sounds he like put a lot of gravel into it. He sounds like, like I. He sounds like Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie yeah. and uh, like Daniel Day Lewis. A lot of the. It seems like a lot the of the British actors who, who put on an American. It, yeah, it wasn't as bad as all that, but it was also only one or two bad. lines. I think Hugh well, Laurie's great. Well, no, I just mean <laughs> and like Daniel Day Lewis is a stinker. Or, well, no, I know. Just I meant I guess not the specific accents, but sometimes it's really Americans talk like this yeah. when you hear someone putting an well, American. Yeah. yeah. Well, here I am in America. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And my name isn't Stephen Strange. <laughs> I Yeah, no, I did like it. It I was, I was saying earlier, it definitely feels like just a little... It didn't show a whole lot. It didn't yeah. really focus on the villain. Not a lot of the story. It was kind of the mm-hmm. origin part mm-hmm. of sure. it. Mm-hmm. Which is in line with kind of... It almost makes sense to kind of show the stuff that maybe is sort of in the first third or half right. of the movie for that first yeah. teaser. Yeah, it was but pretty I... heavy on Tilda Swinton. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say, I think Benedict Cumberbatch looks the part. Like, yeah. I, it, just like, I've always thought like, there's two people who look like they're not of this earth and it's Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> and Olivia Wilde. They just both look <laughs> like they're like they're beautiful. Those are the only we forgot Tilda yeah. Swinton, who's in yeah. the movie as well. They're about both Ron Perlman. The they're Disney both Net beautiful, account? but their their bone structure makes it look like they are two people. Who came from the same planet? What about like John C. Riley? He looks like he's on like Star what Trek. About John C. Nut. <laughs> oh yeah, he is definitely. He looks like a, a yeah. Star Trek Next Generation guy. <laughs> um, but he just his like that his facial his facial structure just he looks like how I picture him from the comics. I I'm really impressed that they have. Have you seen the behind the scene shots of uh, like full costume? No. Oh, I have. Yes, yeah. That's good. It's is yeah. It, well, yeah, you have. You've seen like the him and the, the concept. I thought that was like the, concept art. That's him in the costume with an added oh, effect. Oh wow! Wow, that's dope. They really? Do, oh yeah. They do the, the full on cape with. He's the got the graying temples and the. Wow. I mean, yeah, he looks okay. great. It's spot on. Wow. wow, I'm so excited for you now after this podcast to just go online and just binge on these pictures because yeah. they look. He looks awesome. You guys are gonna have to leave quickly because the <laughs> pants are coming down. <laughs> wow, keys are getting yeah, strong. I might stick around for a little bit. Yeah. All right, back to Batman and also oh, Superman. Okay, so yes, right. uh, that's the movie's to, to name. Some, I think to surprise uh, <laughs> Doctor Strange. So Excited good. for it. Cool trailer. Yes, yeah. trailer. good good little teaser. I like yeah. it. Um, and to the task at hand, BVSDOJ. <laughs> that was so quick. BVSDOJ. BB8 versus OJ Simpson. OJ Simpson. Trial of the century. The trial of the century. So. How do we want to go about this? Because I feel like we can go a lot of ways. We could, we could sum up the movie really quickly and then go kind of point by point. Like, I, 
Or do we like? Do we just want to assume that people have seen the movie by now and just do, like, I, at this point, time. anyone who's interested has probably seen it. Uh-huh. We're gonna go up front and say spoilers throughout. It could be the next yes. thing we say could be ah yeah. Well, I don't. Maybe not that next right. thing, but I, there could be spoilers at every turn. Every turn we could yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So if you have not seen Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice and you plan on seeing it, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> we don't give a shit about you. Um. No, I would say. You can stop the podcast and then go see it, form your own opinion, because this this podcast is going to be nothing but opinions of this movie. And I'm going to, spoiler at the top, they're not good. Yeah. <laughs> These are not positive opinions of the movie. We can so. give our general stuff at the at the end, but like, I don't know, wait, let's... First of all, is this a, su- a sequel to Man of Steel? It's a spiritual sequel, they would want to say, but this is a sequel to Man of Steel. The yes. events mm-hmm. are shown in the, in the start of the movie and directly tie in. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should just go, let's touch on the characters first, okay. and then we'll kind of do the story and stuff. Okay. How do we feel about, since this is sort of the continuation of Man of Steel, how do we feel about Superman? I still he's, don't like him. Yeah, he's the same cocky bastard, kind of an asshole. I think he's worse, and I think the movie hurts from... God, I can't believe I would. I wish more flashbacks or like cutaways <laughs> yeah. in this film. Considering that but, almost half the movie is like flashbacks and cutaways. Yeah, I almost wish there was some. The movie has a big eighteen month, you know, jump ahead from the events of Man of Steel. I almost wish we could see how the world, as a you know, in general, or maybe some specific instances where they reacted to Superman as a being on that planet. Yeah. When you jump ahead and you just have people that like him and people that don't like him. Yeah, it's such a weird mix because you have that statue of him and then you have like a trial going on saying he's super dangerous at the same time. You have a rally outside of the right. Washington, D.C. where there's girls with Superman shirts on that are just jumping for joy and they just are so stoked they think he's so hot. And then the guy next to him has a shaved head with an, a, seriously, a green, like a gray style alien on his head. It's like, yeah. you know he's not that, right? <laughs> right. But yeah, like protesting and it's... It's it's like the laziest kind of like showing instead of or telling instead of showing, but yeah. almost showing. I yeah, it's really I don't know. It almost suffers from that. It's he is he's really the a continuation. They stuck. I guess the best thing I can say is they stuck to their guns. They, they stuck made, to their guns. They yeah. made their crappy Superman continue on. Honestly, uh, the setup for it, not the actual follow through. I think they did a bad job with it, but I really like the idea of them addressing the fact that he was awful in the first movie. He's still an asshole, and it's kind of like I that's agree. that's where that comes from. The fact that uh, Batman is kind of scared of him. It all makes sense if you think about the the little pieces that lead up to it, and so that's great. I wish they had actually done it well and uh, like created a character that you would care about. Like that's the thing is that he's just a total jerk so like there's no reason not to side with batman as far he, as i can tell well i think we should touch on that with when we talk about batman but he uh-huh. definitely has probably the best motivation in the movie yeah and i feel like the superman stuff is like yeah i can i can accept that it's not my superman but it's so strange to have someone that the unique thing with well one of the unique things about superman is that he's an alien who looks like us but he's not us he's from somewhere else and he has these these powers when he's you know with us and they make him really feel as alien and distant yes, as he's... as somebody who would be green and gray. Yes, with a he long... might as well have like tentacles flopping off his face because he acts as absent from the planet as everyone else, other than liking or loving Velois Lane because we're told that basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. 
We're showing that through. He, I, I don't get the impression he seems very burdened in all the shots we see, and, and almost all of the heroic shots, by the way, are in the trailer. Spoiler yes. alert, but... The, yeah. The, and the trailer makes much better use of them because... Absolutely. That's where they belong, is just in a trailer, really quick, got some but music in the even background. even so, it's... it's well, the whole movie's washed out, but it's grim, it's slow, he's got a scowl on his face, and it looks like he wants to be anywhere but helping humanity. He looks like, and we've made this joke probably a hundred times since seeing the movie... He looks like he'd much rather be having bathtub sex with Lois Lane <laughs> than saving a soul. Like it, it every every time it, it, he goes out to save somebody, it always looks like he's bothered by it. Like we were talking about it this morning, the scene where he looks in the kitchen. He happens to see sees, a disaster he occurring. To see a disaster on TV, and you can just see the look on his face, like oh, another one. It's just like like instead of like those like the Superman that we all grew up with. The reaction on his face would be like, oh no, those people, and he would rush out. But it's, I don't know if, it, if it's the acting choice or if it's something from Scott, I would say Scott Snyder. Zack Snyder, um, the director, is making these choices of his actors, but he always looks like he just is, couldn't be bothered to do it, but because he is this almost omnipotent being, it's almost incumbent upon him to do it. Is the point supposed to be that after a year and a half of doing his Superman thing that he really is? Just, just done with all this. Like, I, I feel like from the very beginning they started out with that kind of stuff. Just the way they set it up. Well, Paul this... Kent says, you know, you exactly. shouldn't have saved people. Sometimes you shouldn't save people. And this movie is really. And then Ma Kent they, yeah. continues. Ma that. Kent says, yeah, yeah like says, you don't, have, you don't you owe don't... anyone anything. You don't have to. You have these great powers and potential, and I tell you. You don't need to use it. Mm-hmm. You don't need to do anything with it. Yeah, you never get that feeling that he's that Smallville, like Kentucky, good yeah, old American Yeah, it feels like he was like raised by no one. It, yeah. fe- it feels like Scott... <laughs> oh, there we go, Scott yeah. Snyder. It feels like Zack Snyder raised this Superman. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. On, like watching Watchmen and, yeah. and Sucker Punch. And... And he was like, can I watch like this Christopher Reeves? What's this movie called? Super? No, you can't watch yeah, that. No, yeah. Here, yeah. Like, I'd like to read All-Star Superman. Watch the Read the Fountainhead. <laughs> yeah, yes. Which he might direct, by yeah. the way. I, yeah, we won't, yeah. But anyway, all right. Well, so Superman, a big disappointment. Watch. I. It is okay if it's not... It's okay if it's like a different take on Superman, but there's a lot of ways to go with Superman. It just loses what makes him good. I think I I love Batman ver- Batman and Superman being the not even polar opposites because they're both kind of on the True. same side. But one of them is the optimist and one of them is the pessimist. Yes. And so one of them plans for every like outcome that could go wrong. He's always thinking what could go or wrong. Or Superman assumes like there's always an easier another way, or I will mm-hmm. if yes. something goes wrong, I'll make it right. You're right. They they have those conversations where they kind of say, you know, Batman says, you know, hey, it's great that you don't have to wear a mask and can fly around and help people in the light of day, but there's a scummier side that, like, you just never see, and, yeah. like, sometimes you have to get down and dirty, and it's not fun, but I have to do something about it. But Superman in this one seems like he's also born out of the scum and hates yeah. everyone around. So he might know. as well be flying around taking out mob bosses in Gotham. Um, why don't... That's... Let's segue into Batman. Okay. Do you guys like Ben Affleck as Batman? Right off the top. I a serviceable. I think he's a he's a Batman. Yeah, he, he is a Batman. I, I he is an actor who has played Batman. I'm trying to be fair. I don't think it's. I don't particularly like this interpretation of Batman, but I don't think it's not Ben Affleck's fault. He didn't do a yeah. bad job with it. With with I think it. That's it. Um, and there's just. 
there's plenty of nitpicks and bigger issues for me with the Batman character, almost more so than Superman, um, in regards to kind of the way Batman will kill or not kill. It <laughs> It feels like a much bigger part of Batman's character to me that he will never cross that line because it's kind of the only thing that stops him from. Mm-hmm. Well, then what reason does he have not to throw a batarang in every supervillain's face? Or why doesn't he? You know, there's <clears throat> one of the flashback dream sequence scenes shows him in a duster in his Batman outfit, which also just whatever. Cool. cool. That's, that is a that is an action figure. That's my scene. Halloween costume. But this year. <laughs> he just pulls out a gun. He starts shooting people. And like, I was just like sitting there like, I, it was upsetting to see Batman pull out a gun and shoot somebody, but if that's if that's the universe they've created, why doesn't he just shoot bad guys all the time? That's a that's something I can give. Well, it's also so confusing. It's like a dream within a flashback within yeah. a prophecy or something. So it's it's all up in the air what the heck it is. Or if it's like, is that a fantasy? If it is a prophecy, is yeah. that just... It's not his desire to kill people. It's just he ends up killing people. Mm-hmm. That's something where the world seems apocalyptic. This is the, the what everyone calls the nightmare, by the way, which yeah. is sort of the prophecy dream sequence sort of uh early in the movie or mid midway maybe um but i can i can if the movie started like that i could see it being like wow the situation is so bad that batman is just he has no choice yeah. he's he's blowing people away and there's something much bigger at hand like planetary level extinction yeah. that he has to pull the trigger sometimes it's the Part of his core character is kind of that line, and for me, it's the ambivalence in this movie that kind of bothers me. It's the fact that the kills that occur on screen are, I think, inarguable in some cases. Yes. I think I think he absolutely, absolutely definitely kills absolutely. people sometimes. And he I was a little kills su- them and then drives over their. I bodies. was a little surprised yeah. because I think early murmurs were like, "Oh, you could argue that he didn't," but no. there is no, no question. No. And it seems to be just normal, random lowly dudes that yeah. may also have families may have mothers with certain names we don't know <laughs> yeah hey we'll get back we'll touch on that later but it's it's disconcerting it's this weird yeah. moment where and before we even still see him killing one on screen mm-hmm. it's we learn that he brands certain criminals with a bat symbol i okay so i'm actually okay with this okay well, uh, because in the dark knight returns thing he kind of establishes through monologue which actually i i don't often like internal monologues right but i feel like this movie or might have benefited from some clue into the thoughts of these people where you don't get that but in the comic he kind of explains that yeah, he's willing to break bones. He's willing to, like, put somebody completely out of commission, like, even put them in a full body cast and, like, even paralyze them, whatever. Sure. He's willing to do this stuff, give the, get them off the streets, make yeah. sure they never come back, mm-hmm. commit another crime, and uh, they still have their life to kind of change and, sure. and do better with yeah. from that point on. But he's... So he's not really... He's only pulling punches when it comes to fatality, but he's willing to to go big. Like it's not or let just them know, like, hey, if you go face. back on the street, you mm-hmm. might m- broken neck becomes whatever. Right. Like, and, yeah. And everybody always kind of just like forgets that knocking somebody out is like a concussion. It's a sure. Huge, it's a big deal. So like breaking a hand is probably even better for How you. How many random or, henchmen have just died from like some blood, blood clot or something <laughs> yeah. like from years later or something? Yeah. Good time with a concussion movie already out. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Maybe Batman should have been uh, spending a little more time in the theater. Well, Deadshot was in it. So. Yeah. <laughs> Um, 
but what, what were you saying about the brand? You do you agree or you think I, that's a character like a step forward in his crusade that he I would think do it that? can make sense with Batman. That's all I'm saying. It's See, like, that's and my argument isn't that like I couldn't get behind a certain character or a Batman that's been driven to that point, but it seems to be that for me particularly is this disassociation. It's this thing where, in the same way that pulling the trigger of a gun is like, wow, I can just take a life. I just pull this trigger and boom, they're gone. He's doing something to criminals to mark them. And when they go to prison, the newscaster in the film says, and it's a mark in prison that will almost certainly lead to, you know, them being killed. Yeah. So it's sort of this thing of like, I'm letting everyone know in prison that they're so bad that the Batman would mark them. They deserve to die. And it's kind of this tacit approval of like, hey, whatever happens to you, whatever. I can, in a certain world, in a certain movie, I could I could see that version of Batman. The the, the crusade has gotten to that point, unfortunately, that that's what he's got started. You don't want to be branded. You don't want to be branded by the Bats. To, to well, no, but just like, I don't it, get, I don't, imagine the difference between, yeah, Batman broke my arm, to Batman branded that guy, and you heard he got killed in prison, and then everyone, all the goons would go, whoa, I'm not going to get, yeah. I don't want to fight Batman. It's, it's that every other fatality, his direct... Uh, you know, fatalities are just so nothing. Yeah, they're just, yeah. they're just, he couldn't, he doesn't blink an eye. Mm-mm. And it would have so much more weight. Yeah. I don't know how the future movies can go well. Well, I mean, we'll got to talk about the story. We should get into the story, but yeah. I was disappointed. I I don't know. I, I don't think it's Ben Affleck's fault. I thought he did an okay job as Batman, but mm-hmm. I wish this Batman didn't exist in this universe. I feel like all the characters are suffer, suffering heavily from Snyder's vision, yeah. but let's get into the into the story. Well, before that, I oh, yeah. I just wanted to, to briefly say I I think that Ben Affleck himself I I find to be a fine actor. I know a lot of people have kind of a negative opinion of him as an actor. I think he's fine. I think as Bruce Wayne Batman, I think serviceable is probably the right word, and that's not his fault. I don't think he did anything bad. What drives me up the wall about this Batman, and it's Something we'll talk about in the story of the movie, too. But what drives me nuts about him is that he seems... As we talked about, Batman is always kind of prepared for oh, situations. we didn't even touch about mm-hmm. on that. And he seems like the least prepared <sighs> version of Batman I've ever seen. <clears throat> and it's... Batman... I, I made this point on Twitter after the movie. Batman is a is Genius. supposed to be the world's greatest detective. Yes. Like, he is ready for every situation... In this movie, it seemed like he went into a fight with Superman with the intention of shooting him with a bunch of guns and throwing some kryptonite gas grenades at him that would like sort of weaken him for him long enough to try and punch him to death. And he had like a couple of them. Well, he knew then, he, was, he knew he was in a big blockbuster. He had to like right. he had to like pull it, you know, stretch it out. <laughs> yeah. But his way of getting prepared for a fight with with Superman is not to show him building a suit that he. You know, feels like would be would help oh him God. enable him in a fight with Superman or like making like kryptonite infused gloves or something like that. He's lifting weights. He's hitting a, a big tire with a sledgehammer. It's like he's, yes, do, he's doing the three hundred work. Yes, he's doing he's, the three hundred. He's workout. doing something he would do to fight a mortal villain. And yes. maybe he also does it as an asshole bro from yes. the gym because he drops his weights. From like yeah. so high and just and on the yeah, ground. And Alfred's like, hey, I'm working. Yeah. Can yeah. you not yeah. freaking yeah. make all that clatter? Can you clatter? rack those weights, please? <laughs> um, Master Wayne. Yeah. Um, not your slave, I'm your butler. Yeah. But 
I, I understand that Batman would want to be in peak physical shape for the fight. Of course he would. He's about to fight an alien from, you know, Krypton, and he's the strongest being on Earth. But show him, if you're going to show him lifting weights, you can do that. But also show him doing, you know, like building the suit or doing or some researching sort of, or Superman researching or Superman. Kryptonians. Yeah, or... it's just like, it's that to me, that was so insulting to the Batman character that, and like, He's all muscle and no, like, brain. Yeah. He really gets duped in this movie. He, yeah, and that's the thing I, I think that, like, bothers me so, like, everything about this movie bothers me. But one of the things that bothers me is the, the, why they're fighting each other is so blatantly manufactured mm -hmm. that how, like, how do these two characters, especially Batman, who is the world's greatest detective, how can he not see that he's being played? Because no one in this movie talks to each, to each other. other yeah no one says what they are feeling unless it takes less than like 10 seconds well, or even something. even like, lois lane when she's trying to say her feelings to superman he just jumps on her bathtub and tries to yeah and she's like whoa i wanted a bath for one yeah like this is me time I wanted, do you understand i want like, to tell you about why we've been I'm going out for 18 months i don't know why i need to tell you this yeah. but uh well let's get into that let's take the okay. story apart a little bit we'll we'll, we'll kind of go through it pretty quick but actually um, before we do that do, uh <laughs> what do you guys think about uh, Wonder Woman's time on screen. Oh, okay. Um, I uh, she, she, we can't even like. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, don't I have I have minor. I have things that I think are petty and things that I think are bigger issues. I think in a movie that has two characters in the title, it it's a disservice to kind of like have her kind of so underused. But that's because she shouldn't. I don't. Even though I liked parts of her being in there, I feel like it was sort of like there was too much else going on mm -hmm. or stuff that we should have had explained yeah. that if Wonder Woman scenes were missing, maybe we would have had a little Detective Batman. Maybe yeah. we would have had Superman doing, well, probably not. <laughs> no, but no, he would not have. The point him. is, I it's it's something more to kind of clutter the thing. I don't think she did a bad job. I personally wish there was someone that, in the same way that, you know, some people think, you know, Ben Affleck really fills the role physically of what Batman should look like. I feel like she missed the mark a little bit. I wish there was someone who looked a little more Amazonian, a little more... Whatever, but that's a minor. That's a minor complaint. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the other thing that she can't really help is like her accent is a little. It's not. It's, it's pretty thick. It's not Themyscira, and it's it's a little thick, and it's um and that's not her fault, but it's a little, it's a little distracting. I, I feel like there's a possibility that they could explain it in the Wonder Woman movie because she's oh, I'm been, fine with she's that been being... somewhere for oh, three hundred yeah. years. So if she's there, if she's yes. not on Themyscira, if she's like somewhere. It That's picks fine. Up that accent, but... It makes sense, but I hope they do explain it because it's, <sighs> it's off-putting. It's strange. Yeah, yeah it is yeah. a little. It is a little weird. Her being from some like you know island out of time, or where, you know, being raised by you know what are essentially an offshoot of you know Greco-Roman kind yeah, of warrior yeah. women, I can see that there's a weird, yeah, a weird accent or something like that. That's fine, but but I just assume, and this this could be wrong, but I just assume everybody in that movie when they go to Themyscira. They're just all going to be British. Oh, my God. And then she's going to stand out with this accent. I hope everyone does Gal Gadot's accent, <laughs> and they all do, like, a weird kind of French-American. Yeah. If they did, perfect. I take back everything I, I would say. love that. Yeah. That yeah. would be so great. Okay, fingers crossed. Let's yeah. hope. I, um, I will say, I thought, like, one of the few moments of the movie I really enjoyed was, this is jumping way ahead to the end of the movie, well, it's... when they're in the fight with Doomsday, and she gets kind of knocked back, and she gets hit and she kind of smirks and then like jumps back in the battle. 
It's so brief because the joy in this movie is also so brief. Yes. But it's one of those, it was like a scene where I was like, that was kind of fun. Of course, they cut it off immediately and go right back to whatever grim bullshit they were doing. And it's a character moment where it's clear that just even in that little second that she hasn't had a fight like that in a while or ever. And she's kind of like, wow, nice hit. If the stakes weren't so grim and terrible and everything was on the line, it would be a little more acceptable. Mm -hmm. But the tone is so different. Okay, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Okay, so the movie starts with a flashback to 18 months prior with the events of Man of Steel happening in Metropolis where Bruce Wayne is arriving in the city. I kind of like that part. I did too. I thought that was a good setup for his character and for for the reasons behind it. Even though, other than his his actual first person uh, perspective on the situation of Metropolis getting destroyed, it's the best um, uh, uh, setup for the motive for Batman's character, Bruce Wayne's Mm -hmm. character to dislike Superman because it's every criticism. It feels very reactionary. It does. It feels like every criticism about Man of Steel, which is a Superman that didn't seem to care about civilian casualties in his fight with Zod. Ultimately he saves the planet, but at what cost yeah. And is that the director's choice? And he just kind of got, you know, he wrote himself into a corner with a Superman that doesn't, you know, care about human beings. But you get this different perspective that I, I honestly, it stands out for me as one of the better, maybe the best part of the movie. I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like one of the only smart choices. Yeah. yeah. It's realistic. You see this carnage. And it's as far as like, what would it be like if superheroes existed on this planet? It's mm-hmm. like a realistic vision. Yeah. It's a little, unfortunately, it's grim. We're dealing with all yeah. sorts of, of crap in the real world. Yeah. So imagery so, of buildings being destroyed is not fun. But. but but then they also hit that like super corny note of the little girl looking up. My mom's in that building. Yeah. Oh, the that's true. That's and down. Batman's staff are so diehard that they will not. I keep saying Batman's staff. Yeah. That Bruce Wayne's staff will not leave the building until he calls and explicitly yells at them like, yeah. "Get out of the building, it you is, idiot!" It is worth noting he has been Batman already in this universe. He's already true. been a pre-existing Batman. So I was right. Yeah. yeah. So he was bat. It was Batman's building. He didn't know he was talking to Batman on the phone, yeah. but he was. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so he's kind of witnessing the carnage that's, that their fight is causing. He's on the street level, kind of rescuing people and trying to get people out of his building. He rescues more people than Superman has in both films. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Two. Yeah. So he rescues the people, but he has seen the carnage happening and he, he pulls people out of his building, but not in time for Superman and Zod to go barreling through his building and knock it down. Yeah. Killing this little girl's mother in the process. Uh, taking the legs off another employee and yeah. effectively killing a lot of Wayne Tech or whatever. Yeah. Wayne Bank or whatever Wayne, it's called. Yeah. Wayne Pharmaceuticals, whatever it is. Whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> so we get, we get that scene. We also get kind of a, a flashback to when Bruce... Bruce's parents. Newsflash. Oh, Bruce yeah, Wayne's yeah. parents got murdered. Yeah. If you haven't known this in a, from any previous Batman stories batman's parents are killed i'd be so delighted if there were ever if anyone ever trusted the audience enough to just not fill that gap in right and it's not a gap at this point i yeah. feel like it's in the collective consciousness yes, yes. superman's were gripped on last mm-hmm. son of a dying planet yeah batman's parents were killed in alley yeah that's it like so, I, spider-man got bit by a radioactive spider yeah the hulk got Green Goblin was developing a suit of armor for the military and decided to make a glider that looked like a creepy goblin. Everyone knows that. Everybody knows that story. Um, So, yeah, they they do that. Batman... The movie is so confusing. Little Batman. Little Batman falls into a well 
very similar to um, Nolan, Chris Nolan's, and I'm, I'm sure in other ter- interpretations. And yeah. a lot of the time, he's just exploring the the property Cat and finds it. Of it. Yeah. But the thing that's confusing about this movie is there's genuinely moments where I can't tell if it's a dream, a memory, yeah. a vision, because the bats that swirl around him lift him out of the cave. And maybe it's just an artistic choice, but and it's a great visual, but is it's. It? I thought so corny. It's like, okay. It I'm sorry. It's strap. a visual. It was a visual. Um, it was something we all saw with our eyes. No, I I agree with you because I I like it. Wasn't he in that scene? Like, wasn't he? Was he going to his parents' mausoleum or was he like during the funeral or it's something? It's the funeral. They were interring yeah. them in the mausoleum. And mausoleum. so he falls in this well, and then yeah, he gets lifted up by these bats, but they never really tell you like he doesn't wake up or didn't he? Something. I thought he did right no. after that. It went like I think it went to like a cut to the next scene. It's the next oh, okay. scene or whatever. And it cuts gets... to Michael King saying, why do we fall, Mr. Yeah. Wayne? <laughs> why do we fall down wells, Mr. Wayne? <laughs> so we can learn to float on bats. <laughs> um, and what does it cut to? I don't even know what it cuts to next. Well, we yeah. can jump a... It, well, I think next is Africa. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. So Lois Lane... Is interviewing a warlord. Is interviewing a warlord with her trusty companion, the unnamed Jimmy Olsen. Soon to be named in the Blu-ray, Jimmy Olsen. Who they find out Jimmy Olsen is a CIA operative. A CIA operative. So they shoot Jimmy Olsen um, with in the he face. brought his, he brought his big 1960s spy prop like tracer <laughs> in his camera that's like a big blinking like boop 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 like hey I'm tracking yeah just so you know I'm, a big, I'm, a big I'm transmitting I'm wearing a wire <laughs> yeah they should have had like ton, he lifted his shirt and had tons of wires yeah, underneath just, it all yeah. over him big speakers he's like buffer than he would be because he's just yeah. like, his body is just covered Jimmy you're wires. looking cut. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and what do the, what do the warlords think of Jimmy Olsen? <laughs> they shoot him in the face. They shoot him unceremoniously in the face. In fact, that is the moment where I assumed that perhaps Superman might come and snatch the bullet from the air. Yeah. Nope. Nope. No just such lets, luck. Just lets him get shot in the face. Yeah. He doesn't care about anyone. And then Lois gets she taken, gets she gets taken into a, 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 another area and Superman shows up to save her and like liquefies a guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. she, like, like flies him through four brick walls and I'm pretty sure he's just paced basically at that <laughs> yeah. point. Um, but, but during that scene, the, um, a bunch of the mercenaries that were outside kind of shoot everyone there Yeah, and like leave a bunch of, I think leave some bullet casings and stuff. And this is a plot point that will come up later in the film, in which everyone thinks that Superman shot dudes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he just grabbed guns. It's really the like, silliest. Fire. This is a trend that exists throughout the movie that that also uh, I hate to keep saying this is something that bothered me. This is also something, but like this trend was introduce a scene and then it may pay off like forty five minutes later, but they won't talk about it in between. No. So you just have to hope that you remember that scene from 45 minutes ago. Well, they have ago. little bits of her passing the bullet along to some congressman and, oh, this is some unknown right. material. And, like, you know what's dumb? Using, like, a special bullet of, like, that's one of a kind <laughs> yeah. means that, like, it's when they find out what back. it is, it's always traced to you. If you use some generic whatever, you know, <laughs> bullet, some <laughs> caliber yeah, bullet yeah. everyone uses, yeah. then that's going to, you know, cast a lot more, you know, confusion around. I yeah. That's just, that just seems like silliness to me, but... Okay, so we jump ahead. What happens? I uh, Superman, bathtub sex. Bathtub sex. So he goes back to their apartment. He's got arms full of groceries. Lois is drawing herself a bath. She's complaining to, to Clark about... Africa? Africa. 
Oh, yeah, he shouldn't have saved her and all that. And then he's like, well, I had to. Well, I had to. Speaking of what I have to do, he jumps in the tub, fully clothed. What was she going to do? Like, I know that's that's a fine complaint, but it's like, oh, you might have, you know, honey, I know you rescued me, but you caused an international incident. It's like, what the fudge? I can hear you from across the planet. You're literally the only person on the planet I care about at this point. And you might be, like... You know, uh, you know, uh, you might be have a, you'll be a little Spitfire, but if, if someone wants to shoot you, that's it. Like, yeah. What are you gonna do? She was out of options at that point. Yeah. She like they they had she was her. groveling. She just watched yeah. somebody get shot in the face, so I don't think somebody she was... was CIA. They yeah, clearly exactly. don't care about some reporter. <laughs> yeah. Like, can I ask you guys, what do you think about the chemistry between Henry Cavell and the, Amy Adams? The what? In real life, the, the what? chemistry. You said they had, <laughs> yeah. they had they, what between I, them? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. It's more like a graveyard wind or something. Yeah. Like, there's just yeah. this stagnant. Scene. This scene is supposed to set it up like, oh, they're a cute couple. Remember that they have this weird thing. Remember that they have. They're also like, they just have this argument, and he's like, I have nowhere to go with this argument, so uh, let's just let's just let's just fuck. Let's just get in there. I'm gonna force myself into your bathtub. Yeah. But I'm buff. But, but, I hope yeah. Superman can clean up all that water on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> hope one of his power his heat ray can maybe uh, <laughs> evaporate yeah. that. I, yeah, their chemistry is non-existent. And, like, that is a shame, because, like, this is Lois Lane and Clark Kent. This is, like, the iconic comic book couple. I I could forgive Oops. it if they were going to set up some some Lana Lang thing, or... Oh, and I need to get back to Lana Lang. But um, <laughs> some Lana Lang thing, or if... Um, but there's a big crux of the movie, and apparently future films, we're talking Justice League, is that Lois Lane is the key. That's a, that is yeah. a, a phrase uttered in this film. That if mm. Clark loses his connection to Lois... His bond with humanity, which is tenuous at best, <laughs> yes, that yes. is obvious. Yes. He will be non-existent. Thin. He's found this one girl that he seems to like. Okay, yeah. and if that's done, we're done. He gone. He gone. <laughs> okay, so what happens? Bathtub. We're done. We got it. The first hour is a really boring. It's match. hard yeah. for me to remember what scenes. Let's go not even of... try it. Okay. Let's just point so out let's the just, stuff. Let's that just we... go for the big plot points. Okay. So we meet. Let. Alexander Luthor Jr. Jr. The worst part of the movie. You think the so? The worst Lex Luthor, the worst he Jesse Eisenberg he's should He's insufferable not. in this movie. He's he's really bad. He's not as bad as I assumed he would be from wow. initial criticism. Well, listen, he's not as bad as I as I assumed from initial criticism, but he is doing this ah, it doesn't even I wouldn't be surprised if this was like Jesse Eisenberg was just running around on set and they didn't know he was supposed to be Lex Luthor. And he was just like, just act like yourself. Like, you, know what, if, you know what it reminds me of? And this is maybe talking too much about a future movie. All the all the on-set stuff where they're talking about Jared Leto being in character as the Joker and just being like a fucking like insufferable <laughs> jackass, it kind of feels like that's what Jesse Eisenberg was like. He's just like, this is him in character. What if I like, popped a Jolly Rancher into someone's mouth yeah, in the middle of a conversation? Yeah, just like oh, I, God. he just like <laughs> I I don't know if it's like I, maybe I'm bringing too much of my own opinion of Jesse Eisenberg and what I've heard about him. I know less about his personal life than some other celebrities, right. and I don't. I know he's supposedly kind of into himself and a jerk, but I I don't hold it against him as much as I do some other folks. So right. I would say that like I was willing to give his Luthor a chance, but this is just. Yeah, it made me miss Michael Sarah. As what? <laughs> As himself, I don't know. I feel like well, if he's gonna, gonna do this shitty, stupid version of Lex that would have been better because like... Michael Sarah would have had this outer, d- this diminutive nature probably of like 
well, I'm just a businessman. I'm not fine. And then he could have gone crazy and kooky at the end or something. Yeah. But this guy was like, anyone who bothered to trust this weird asshole it was a dum-dum to begin with. Because, right. like, he's already, you know he's unhinged. He's just, just like he's acting like nobody else in the world acts. Like, he acts like a sociopath the whole movie. It's, and It seemed like he was trying to, like, kind of do a bit of a Heath Ledger. He, he was, was doing, like, like, a little yeah. bit of a... I, and, yeah, it sucks we have to compare it to that, but like, he was doing, yeah, like... I think Jesse Eisenberg would do a better Joker than he would a Lex Luthor. Yeah, not, maybe. Still not a good one. I not a good one, but a better He's one. Definitely than... not Lex Luthor, and it pisses me off that they still have not been able to put just like Lex Luthor. He's a good character, but they don't put him in any of the movies. Nope. The actual Lex Luthor character. They've had characters that are named Lex Luthor that are absolutely nothing like Lex yeah. Luthor. Why? Other than not being bald, I thought Gene Hackman was okay in like the Christopher Reeves ones. He was a car salesman. He was like, oh, he was was better than this. Like he was still playing bar. No, but he was still playing Luther. Oh, I I don't agree with disagree with you. I I want a good interpretation, but I'm just saying like it's crazy how like they can go away from it in other directions, and it still seems a little bit closer to the source than something like this. Like like I he was a terrible Lex Luthor, but like I found myself just thinking like. Wow, I kind of miss Kevin Spacey. (laughs) Yeah. I'm looking over the skyline of the city. 